Hello everyone. I know it's been a little bit since I posted, but uh, I just moved. Uh, and this episode is going to detail some crucial practices that will allow you to save, uh, be a little more conscientious of your financial situation, and also coping with being your own caretaker. I'll be breaking these down so that you can confidently start to develop that plan. I know you have. I know you've been working on it. That little plan that you've been putting off for a while now to make that big first step. And uh, it is a big first step. Getting out of the house, getting in your own situation is uh, a big venture that you really need to understand not everything because I think that's impossible and to worry about everything will probably drive you crazy but to just be aware of a few very very important things Um, I think there's many things we could talk about that are super important for moving out and getting on your own but I think there's a few that are so important that without focusing your attention on them, um, it may lead to some hardships down the road. So hopefully I'm able to go over a few pretty important things I think about here. Number one, like I said, saving your money, right? And saving means different things to different people. Your situation will dictate what you're able to save and what you're able to spend. Okay, and those are two very different things and not necessarily interchangeable. So sometimes you can save extra money um, and that's good, but sometimes you don't have a choice as to what you need to spend, right? So that's kind of a part of saving that I think is important to acknowledge, right? Having that financial parachute, if you will, um, because you don't want to free fall, right? You don't want to take a plane up to the joyous mountain of doing whatever you want, buying all the stuff that you want or that you think you need, um, getting that that new pair of shoes you've been thinking about or that jacket or backpack or whatever it may be, right? We like to buy things. Um, It's kind of part of being human is is, uh, working and trading away that labor for something that that you want to enjoy later right but knowing what you can and can't as a definitive i wouldn't say actually let me take a step back knowing what you can spend knowing what you can't spend is very important so that's a part of saving and number two is really being conscious of your financial situation and by that i mean more observing, right, and acknowledging the real-time spending that you are incurring currently, okay? Not just the, the future of what you may spend, right? In the future, you may need uh, new tires on your car, right? That's part of your financial situation for sure. But what about... What about going out for food or or getting a coffee? I know I've always seen the little videos of the influencers. You buy eight cups of coffee a day, and in five years, that's $12 million. Not that, right? Because I think it's unrealistic. And if you're drinking five, six cups of coffee from Starbucks a day, 
you may just have too much money to be listening to this podcast. And that's fine. But for the people who are trying to save money and trying to put themselves in a better financial situation, hopefully my little bit of experience will be able to give you some sort of reference, right? And I'm by no means a financial advisor, okay? I've made financial mistakes and I've gone through financial hardships much like everyone on planet Earth has. Um, But for me, I feel that um, having my own place, I'm at least a half a step ahead of of, uh, the people who may be listening to this podcast. So not necessarily that I've mastered it, but I've seen it and I want to tell you what it looks like. So that's why we're here. Right. So being being honest with yourself about what you can spend and what you need and what you want and understanding that distinction. That'd be number two. And then number three is being your own caretaker. Right. So to break this down, um, when you move out, even if you have your your roommates, right, you're in a situation where you have roommates at the end of the day, you there's an expectation right? Where you're not going to knock on their door at 1am because you had a nightmare, right? Not saying that you can't because sure, maybe that happens and maybe you're close with your roommates like that. But there is a sense of self-ownership because you're not under the roof of your parents or your um, guardian, family members, whatever it may be, your situation when you move out and you are paying the bills right you're paying your rent your car insurance your if you have a car your food bill your your gas your electricity your water those become challenges that you may have never seen before right and it may look like oh my 1200 bucks a month to live seriously but the reality is it is expensive and it's difficult. So hopefully when I go through these three points today, we'll be able to get some frame of reference as to what steps I should take or at least what questions I should ask. Because a lot of a lot of what I'm realizing, a lot of the difficulties of being an adult and taking care of yourself and making sure the bills are paid and you're not falling into credit card debt and all that, is this honest, internal dialogue where you have to think about what is the reality of my spending right if i go to taco bell and i spend five bucks i get a five buck box right that's okay but how much money could i have saved if i cooked it at home if i went to the store bought all this stuff in bulk and i cooked tacos and i ate them for three days straight is it fun I enjoy it just fine, but it's definitely not extravagant, right? But the reality is you have to make sacrifices like that to where I'm not going to spend the $5 at Taco Bell on one meal because that $5 could actually be 15 bucks. That's enough food for three days, nine meals. That is the type of mentality that I think is important to employ when you're in this self-guardianship if you will um because if you win only you get to understand what you've been through right you make it out of here you're in a financial uh bubble 
you're you have a safety net built up maybe you got 20 30,000 you did it you 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 started and you're you're going great so keep that up but anything can happen at any moment right so hopefully i can build up uh, a few good tips for you that'll help you at least start thinking about it um, and maybe put some put some moves into action that will allow you to get that plan in motion right self-ownership is pretty great and this is the captain of your life podcast we'll be right back after the break And we're back. All right, guys. So we just took a little break there after the first part. I wanted to get into the three main points, right? So let's go to the first one, right? Let's just get right into it. Um, Saving money, okay? It is the first and in my opinion, right? And I'm not a financial advisor, so you can listen to me or not. That's, I guess, up to you. But uh, sounds like you're already listening, so... Let's keep it going. To me, saving money is the first and most important step to living by my own means, right? So saving money is incredibly important because you need to be protected, okay? And you need to be protected from the craziness that is the world, right? It's coming and you don't have a choice as to whether or not bad things will happen to you. You can try and mitigate risk, right? making good decisions and not putting yourself in situations where you're going to be financially vulnerable. But for the most part, you don't really have a choice. Who knows your tire could pop and your rim could crack and your whole engine could explode. And you can do your best to prevent stuff like that from happening, but you never know, right? You could lose your job tomorrow. Maybe your company goes under or Maybe a pandemic hits, right? Um, you, you just don't know what's in front of you. Uh, and the best thing you can do is plan and protect yourself, right? So the way I see savings is not how much money do I have that I could spend. The way I see savings is how much money do I have if everything fell apart in my whole life? If every situation went worst case scenario, do I have enough that I will be able to figure it out and get back on my feet and put myself in positive cash flow? The answer may be no, right? And that's okay. Life gets hard, bad things happen. But if you are at least working and honestly working towards the answer being yes, if I lost my job, and my apartment burned down and it seemed like everything was going wrong how can i get myself back on my feet right start from the ground up what can i do start with saving money okay there's going to be trade-offs you may not have as much fun um it may be boring um and it may be a little bit honestly a little bit depressing Because you're going to watch people around you get to do all the things you want to do. 
But for some reason, this guy on a podcast said, don't do that. Right? Let me tell you why. Saving for emergencies and future plans is so crucial to moving forward into a lifestyle that you're supporting yourself in, right? Because life comes at you fast and having a backup plan can at least mitigate some of the hardships that you'll be going through, right? It won't necessarily take them away and it won't necessarily prevent you from having to face them, but having money in the bank or whichever way you prefer to save it, it doesn't really matter. Maybe you're a cash in the mattress person, whatever it is. Save up some money in case something bad happens because bad things will happen, right? Um, maybe you'll get into a car accident that's completely not your fault. Doesn't really matter. For the next couple of months, your insurance is probably gonna go up. Do you have the money to cover that? Are you living paycheck to paycheck? What can you cut, right? So you really need to change your mindset from what do I have to get rid of and more of just what can I afford, right? Because you're, you're not really getting rid of getting rid of something that is normal, right? Because if you can't afford it, unfortunately, the reality is you're not getting rid of it you are just no longer going to continue to lose money on it, right? Because you can't afford to. Some people can. Some people make $150,000 a year and they live by themselves. They can buy whatever they want, pretty much whatever car they want, whatever clothes they want, go wherever they want. And that, good for them. They got it, right? And I'm not going to praise people who make $150,000 a year like that's the only way to be successful. No. But the way to keep yourself out of a financial hardship is to come ready with a savings account, with a backup plan, right? So it, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that you can't spend your money, right? Just don't look at your savings as the bottom of your wallet. The bottom of your wallet should be much, much more shallow than your savings account. However you make your savings. Going on vacation, treating yourself to something new and nice, right? New pair of shoes, new jacket. Maybe you wanted that new monitor or um, the new steering wheel cover. I don't know. Whatever it is that you want that you think is going to make your life better. You need to do a critical analysis on all of your spending. Will this benefit me that much? And you need to be that deep about it. And like I said, some people will listen to this and say, no, you don't need to worry about that. You probably have more money than I do. This is for people who are starting from maybe zero. Maybe you have no money in your savings account and you're living out of your checking account every other Friday, right? Hopefully, we can change your mindset on spending, right? Imagine spending, but instead of buying jeans, you're spending $100 that goes into your savings account, okay? Instead of going and getting some jeans and a new pair of shoes, 
hundred bucks right into the savings account. You just spent some money. It's not in your checking account anymore, so you're not gonna say you're not gonna spend it twice. You can't spend that hundred bucks on jeans twice. You got them. The beauty of it is, you can spend it on yourself, and maybe you could use it twice. Maybe you spend it on yourself and think, this will be another hundred bucks towards that 401k I'm gonna start building, or that Roth IRA, or my investment profile, or. And we'll get into those as this podcast goes on, right? I'm still new to this, so I'm working on it. But um, those are things I'm still exploring. And I don't want to make a podcast about something that I don't really understand. But uh, I've been here for a few months now. And I'm starting to understand uh, a little better as to how I'm spending and how I'm saving. Where's my money going? And uh, asking myself the right questions, right? Um, how are you spending? What are you spending? Do yourself a favor. Open up a Microsoft Excel sheet, right? Or you don't have Microsoft Excel, open up Google Docs. They have the same uh, software for free, essentially same thing. Itemize your spending, right? Go through your bank account, go through your spending, figure out exactly what you spent. Analyze it. Is that realistic? Did you have a holiday, a birthday? Did you go out? Is it a special occasion? How many special occasions do you plan on having a year? Is there a number? Or does it depend on the people? Right? Or does it depend on the places? Or does it depend on the food? Or Only you understand the, the nuance of, of your own situation, right? I couldn't possibly list enough variables because people are very unique and they have their own things that are important to them, right? So let's be honest, okay? Your savings can dwindle down so, so, so fast, okay? So fast. Far faster than it builds up. And that's okay. It's going to happen. Sometimes you're going to have to shell out three, four, five grand. Boom. How long did it take you to build up? A year? Sounds like for the next year, you are hunkered down, getting your money back up. Hopefully by then, you're employing those healthy habits. You're working hard. You are focused and driven and determined. And whoever you're working for, whoever your manager is, or whatever employment situation you're in, they're noticing, wait a minute, this person's got some drive. They've got some focus. Maybe uh, maybe it's time to give them a raise, right? You're focusing on yourself. That is when people take notice, okay? When you're focused on other people, you're focused on your appearance, and you're focused on what people think about you from a social perspective, it carries no weight, okay? Maybe in some circles, maybe in some circles. But in most, no. You are important. Your mental health is important. Your financial situation is important. How you carry yourself is important. And if you're doing things that are going to make you better from the day before, every day, you'll be a whole new person in a year. Right? So, with that, I'm going to take a quick break. And that is our saving portion.
going on guys it is matt the captain of your life and i'm back for our part two here so we had our intro we had our savings portion and now we're going to get into um, a part that is just as important i would say but uh, it kind of connects so being conscious of your financial situation and being your own caretaker a little bit of those are intertwined right on a venn diagram they're both in the middle so let's talk first about being conscious of your financial situation the first thing about personal finances is that only you can be honest with yourself right so and what i mean by that is you can tell people oh i'm saving a lot of money oh i'm doing this oh things are going well um I don't go out a lot. I don't spend money on things I don't need. Blah, 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 blah. I could go on for an hour about the things you could tell people, right? But it's completely and totally irrelevant in this situation. The only thing that matters when it comes to your own finances is the honesty that you have with yourself, right? Because being confident when you move out on your own is good it's very important because then you feel like oh i'm in control i'm in charge um i don't need to worry and my anxiety is not going to get the best of me and make me crumble right but that overconfidence can lead to some overspending okay so you have to be honest with yourself about what you're actually spending your money on how much money do you actually make And when I'm talking about being honest about my financial situation, I round up when I'm doing my budget, right, for my bills. So if my electric bill is, I don't know, it's the summer right now in Michigan, so my electric bill will be anywhere from $30 to $100 a month, depending on if it's cloudy or if it's just brutally hot outside, right? But... In the beginning, I wanted to budget out what my utilities might be, right? So I said at least $100 a month. And if it's at least $100 a month, can I afford it? That is the type of mentality you need to have. How much do you make a month? Oh, you make, um, let's say you're making $1,500 a month, okay? If you make $1,500 a month, you need to round that 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 1500 should be a round down from what you actually make because there's going to be things like taxes there's going to be things like um maybe your utility bill will be a little bit extra this month because it was just so hot right i had that already since i moved out i had a situation where i blinked and said oh my goodness my electric bill is this much but That's part of being honest, is understanding the margins, right? What's the lowest and what's the highest? Is it going to be somewhere in between or is it going to be on the edge of both of those, depending on the season, right? What Same for food. Are you planning on becoming a bodybuilder? Maybe you need to increase the amount of food that you're budgeting for, okay? Increase the amount of money that you're allocating for your food budget. Food is a big one that a lot of people underestimate. 
if you think about food, right? Think about what it costs to go out to lunch. Typically lunch is the cheapest meal that you can buy if you go out, right? Say you go to a, a sandwich shop. You're spending anywhere from seven to probably 13 bucks on a meal, depending on where you're going, the type of food that you get, blah, blah, blah. Best case scenario for lunch, if you go out, 10 bucks, all right? And I only say that because getting a $7 meal probably won't happen, right? I mean, unless you you have the hookup to some incredible spot, great. Most of the time you're spending anywhere from seven to 13 bucks. And if you go to some really nice places, you may be spending close to 20 bucks, which means peanut butter and jelly for dinner. You know what I mean? So if you think about food in, in a, in a essence of three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, lunch being your cheapest meal, how much do you think you're going to spend in a day, right? 30 bucks a day. How many days a year? Oh, that's a lot of dough. You're cooking for other people. You're getting pizza. Forget it. Food is something where you need to be seriously honest with yourself. It may be one of your highest expenses behind rent. Okay. Uh, you need to really, really dive deep into what your nutritional goals are. If you have any, which you probably should, because if you're going to budget for your food and figure out what you're going to be buying at the grocery store, might as well spend an extra five, 10 minutes and think about how healthy can I make these meals? Am I going to be going for high fat, high carbs, high protein, which is more expensive when you go high protein? Like you, you really need to be honest with yourself about what exactly you want. Okay. Don't be discouraged by the prices of living, by the cost of living, right? Your car insurance is gonna be pretty wild. Your, especially if you're just moving out and you're young, gonna be wild, at least until you're 25 or 26, especially if you have accidents, tickets, all that. Your utilities, right? Summer is incredibly difficult with electricity. Winter is incredibly difficult with gas or electricity, depending on how you're heating your domicile but in the fall and the spring that's where you can save a little bit of money keep the windows open maybe open the windows throughout the day if it gets musty or hot but for the most part you're dressing on the inside to what the weather is outside right in the summer and in the dead of winter you can't really do that you can't wear i mean you could wear a winter coat around your apartment or your house in the winter but everything that you touch is going to be cold even your bathroom's going to be, that's just not realistic, right? Plus it's more expensive that way for, if you, unless you actually never turn on your AC or your um, heat. But that's just unrealistic. We're trying to be realistic here, right? So food, rent, utilities, car insurance, cell phone. Those are just a few things that you need to really think about, right? Where are you doing your laundry? Do you have supplies for your laundry? You better, because if you don't, you're gonna be paying for a small quantity at a high price, right? You'll get the little four uses of laundry detergent or the five pack of uh, dryer sheets. That's not sustainable, right? For the environment and for your wallet. <laughs> so 
one thing I would suggest that could help being conscious in your financial situation is buying in bulk, right? Like I said in the beginning of this episode, it's less extravagant, okay? It will be a little less exciting, okay? If you're making a big meal and you're going to eat it for two days and you're going to freeze some of it and then eat that later in the week or whatever it may be, it's less extravagant. It's less exciting. It can get bland and boring. But I honestly think a good solution to cooking and buying in bulk is sauces. Sauces, seasonings, you can have wraps, bread, because you can make a little tiny change, right? Throw a little bit of hot sauce on something or maybe a little bit of barbecue sauce and it can really change up the dynamic of a meal, right? So if I make tacos and I make four pounds of taco meat because it's the cheapest thing to do, uh, it's going to get boring after two meals, right? After lunch or dinner, I don't want to eat that for breakfast the next day. But you could make a Mexican omelet, a little bit of salsa, right? A little bit of cheese, some eggs. Boom, totally different meal. Same meat, right? Except now you're introducing eggs, but eggs are cheap, right? Or maybe instead of tacos, I throw it on some chips that are going stale in the in the pantry, right? Throw it on some chips, now I got some loaded nachos. Boom. It's the small it's the small inclusion of other additives that will make cooking food a little more fun. And later on, I'm going to make an episode on how to cook. And it's going to be very basic, but essentially um, and not the cheapest guide to learning how to cook, right? Because it's, it's actually not that difficult, but it's challenging and intimidating. So I get that. But back to the main point, right? Conscious of our financial situation. Just because other people around you are spending their money, they got a new BMW or they just bought their house or they got a puppy or whatever it is, does not mean that you need to do that. What you need to do is just worry about you. Get your situation in check, right? Get yourself in a position to where you can go to bed at night knowing if I wake up in the morning and a tree has fallen on my car, it will suck so bad. Yes, but I'm able to react in a way that is fiscally responsible and without just just detrimental anxiety and being overwhelmed by your circumstances, right? We need to be able to take some of life's crazy haymaker punches on the chin and keep moving because it's going to keep happening over and over and over again, right? Your tire's going to pop. You're going to need some work done on your car or maybe your fridge stops working and all your food inside goes bad, right? Two, three hundred bucks. Oh, that's brutal. Got to keep moving. Saying what was me and I wish I could and I didn't, but I doesn't change anything. It happened. You got to move forward. So what can you do? You can know that you've built up that financial blanket, right? Know that you have built up a sense of security and safety 
and you don't need to rely on the mindset that you had before where you say, oh man, I have 800 bucks, 900 bucks in my savings account, right? That gets you two wheels and two tires if you get into a bad accident, 900 bucks, right? I mean, unless you go to the junkyard, which honestly you probably should. Looking cool is cool, but it isn't smart necessarily. So um, being honest with yourself, being realistic with yourself, don't get too high, don't get too low, round down for what you make and round up for what you pay. That's a good way to stay safe within your budget and to avoid those unexpected OMG, I have to pay 450 bucks this month. What? That is the way to avoid that. By rounding down what you make and rounding up what you pay. Trust me on that, guys. It has helped me so far. Uh, And if you employ that in your life and what you spend, I think it may help you as well. So... On to the third part of what we're doing here on this episode of how to do it on your own, being your own caretaker, right? So part of being conscious of your financial situation and saving money is being your own watchdog, right? Being your own guardian, the, the, the person in your life who's going to make sure you stay on track. If you train yourself to be that person and you you stay disciplined in that way, I, I think it's very difficult for life to derail the locomotive that you got pushing on the tracks, okay? I think being your own caretaker is the hardest part because it requires discipline and it requires self-awareness and it requires humility and confidence all at the same time. Sometimes you need to say, this is not that big of a deal. I need to move on. I don't have time for this. And boom, it's gone. You're done with it. But sometimes you need to know, oh, this is affecting me on a deeper level, right? Maybe I'm losing sleep or or maybe I'm losing productivity over this issue. Maybe it needs to be addressed, right? Whereas if you were living at home with your parents, or with your guardian, or with your friends, or whatever it is, you say, hey, how do I navigate through this, right? And they give you a little analysis and an answer, and that's generally the direction you go into. But sometimes in life, you have no idea what the next step is, right? Well, part of living on your own is taking over that role. You need to know what the next step is. Even if you don't, at least give it a good guess. Go 100% at it. So, I personally think being your own caretaker is the hardest part because it requires discipline and humility, right? And when I say discipline and humility, I mean, you're going to learn a lot about yourself when you move out, okay? The state of where you stay, your bedroom, your bathroom, your kitchen, your living room, your, your basement, maybe you have an upstairs area, your closets, your laundry, the inside of your fridge. All of these things will become very apparent as you are the person impacting these areas, right? I come from a big family. So it used to be something is dirty, assign someone to clean it, it gets cleaned, 
move on. That is not how I worked here when I lived by myself. If something is dirty, it's my fault, right? And I need to clean it. Finding the time and the will to do that can sometimes be challenging. And you have some freedom to say, you know what? Maybe I'll clean that tomorrow. But you better you better get to it. Because if you say maybe, and you push it off and push it off and push it off, then it's normal. And then someone comes over and says, dude, what is going on in your bathroom? Right? What is going on in your kitchen? Looks like, uh, looks like the FBI is going to burst in here. This thing looks terrible. So you need to have the, the, the discipline to make sure that you say, no, 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 we're not going to be lazy today. I'm getting this done. And that's all there is to it. Boom. You're up till 1230 cleaning up, making sure it's good to go. Go to bed, wake up at seven, get ready for the day, whatever it is. Taking care of yourself nutritionally, making sure that you're not eating like junk all the time. There is some cheap junk food out there, believe me. It's actually way cheaper to eat junk food than it is to eat good food. But it's also cheaper to plan your meals and to research into what you need to do to cook these meals, right? Watch some recipes on YouTube. I do it all the time. I'll go on YouTube, find a, a cook that I like to watch. Sam the Cooking Guy, one of my favorites. He's on YouTube. Sometimes I like cooking Gordon Ramsay recipes, but don't ever tell that to any of your Italian friends if you're cooking pasta that it's a Ramsay recipe because he always uses sweet cream and the carbonara. But anyways, researching what you need to eat nutritionally is also something that affects your wallet, okay? Get the veggies, get the proteins, buy in bulk. You are in charge. You're making the grocery list. Nobody's doing it for you. Money is going to be tough, okay? It's gonna, the margins will be very small. But eventually, you'll get to the point where it makes sense. Maybe you need to pick up a second job on the weekends, make some more cash, right? There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people encourage it, right? It's the American dream. Your hygiene is huge. When you live by yourself, you could go a week without showering and you would not even notice. I sure hope you would, but maybe you don't. You need to make sure when you're living by yourself that you're taking care of yourself. No one's going to remind you when you walk from your bedroom to the kitchen. Whoa, there's some grease in that hair. Or it smells like a Burger King Whopper with extra mustard coming from under your shirt. No one's going to remind you of that. Maybe your neighbors will, but that you you probably pretty stinky at that point. Your nutrition your hygiene, and your mental health. Those are things that cannot be ignored. They can only You can only skip the rock so far down before you need to address it, okay? Skip the stone, as they say. Life is going to throw some insane curveballs at you that you probably would not even be able to imagine would happen at the time that they do, okay? However, all you can do is remain calm, stay on your toes, 
and make the right decision. Even if you don't know, right? You, you, most of the time, you will not know if it's the right thing to do. But something about the intuition of someone who stays on their toes and who is disciplined, who's making educated decisions, researching for themselves, something about being in that mindset just seems to put you in the right position, right? When all the cards fall down, it seems that you will land facing up if you try your best. It's just what happens, okay? So you need to really work, really focus on creating that discipline, understanding humility. There's a fine line between humility and confidence. Overconfidence can lead to being, what? Humiliated. Underconfidence can lead to depression, anxiety, right? So there's a healthy balance. But understanding where to ride that line is all part of being your own caretaker. It's all part of being conscious of your financial situation. You'll have confidence when you have some savings built up, right? Knowing what to do with that confidence, what to do with that savings, what to do with this budget knowledge that you have now and this breadth of knowledge that you have on nutrition, hygiene, right? And maybe you've been researching mental health and you're learning a little bit more about how to cope with things correctly. And it's all part of transitioning from being a child to a teenager to now an adult, right? When you are in the situation of a child, you have people above you who are supposed to guide you through the next few steps. They should be building humility, confidence, intelligence, um, socialization, right? When you're an adult, not many people are going to push you in the right direction. If you're not useful, get out. Somebody else will figure it out for you. That is how it will go in the corporate world, right? How it will go in, in most, most careers. If you can't figure out how to take care of yourself, you will not be able to manage the responsibilities of an adult in the workplace, right? Believe me, I've seen it all. There are some people out there who are very surprisingly employed with how they handle themselves, but you cannot worry about what they're doing. Only you are important to you, okay? At the end of the day, you're clocking in, you're clocking out, you're paying your bills, you're buying your groceries, you're brushing your teeth, you're doing the dishes, you're going to bed and doing it all again the next day. It's not extravagant. It won't be. You're not going to be a millionaire. If you are, amazing. This podcast probably isn't for you. You're not going to be a millionaire in your first year, right? Maybe even in your first 10, maybe not 20. But building the foundation to work on yourself and be better is what will lead to success, in in my opinion. Success to me is self-ownership, self-sustainability, being able to maintain your your. Being able to maintain self-sustainability, in my opinion, is success. So guys, we went through, and girls, and all in between, we went through all three of the How to Do It On Your Own podcast. Started with savings. little recap here. Build that savings up. Save a little bit of money here and there. 
If you need to get an extra job on the weekend so that you can start creating a little savings safety net, do it. Forget hanging out with friends. Forget whatever you're doing. If you don't have at least 10 grand in the bank, you should be working as much as you possibly can to start building that safety net up, okay? As, as hard as possible. It should be your number one goal to build a safety net. Everything costs money in life, okay? Number two, being conscious of your financial situation. Sit down, take an hour, maybe an hour a week, maybe two or three hours a month, depending on what you're able to do. Sit down, go over what you're spending, go through your bank statements, figure out exactly what's coming in and exactly what's coming out. If you're net negative, you need to figure out exactly what you're spending that you need to cut. Are you going out with your friends drinking on the weekends? You're spending a hundred bucks a weekend. That's 400 bucks a month. Maybe we need to figure out what's going on, right? Almost five grand a year. Just saying. If you are trying to save your money and you can't seem to become net positive, like I said, maybe it's time to look at getting a second job. Build that resume up. See if you can use your work experience to enhance your employment opportunities. And then being your own caretaker. You are in charge of how you operate. Only you. Unless you're Britney Spears. Which is crazy. But you are in charge. Save your money. Be conscious of your financial situation. And take care of yourself. All three of those are linked. Not one is more important than the other, in my opinion. And with that, guys, I'm going to let you go. See you on the next episode of the Captain of Your Life podcast.